the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is Mortgage Matters with Misha, your source for real estate market updates and strategies and answers to your real estate lending questions. Now, to provide you with insight and help you navigate the constantly changing world of real estate lending, here's your host, financial services expert, Misha Dimitruk. Good afternoon, Bay Area. This is Misha Dimitruk, NMLS 694427, joining you once again to talk about all the exciting things available in the land of real estate financing. If you have a question, if you have a scenario, if you need help or support understanding what your options are or what it is that you are trying to achieve and you seem to be running into roadblocks on, please don't hesitate to call 831-435-0385. You can also text to that number. You can email Misha, M-E-S-H-A, at EssexMortgage.com. You can also find me on Facebook or LinkedIn. The mortgage field has been a buzz this whole year about interest rate going up and the rates do continue to rise. Uh, last week, we had some very interesting testimony from the chair for the Federal Reserve and the relayed message was that yes, rates will likely be continuing to improve, but maybe not as aggressive as everyone had thought, which calmed the market down ever so slightly. We do anticipate an additional rate hike coming here after the 16th meeting or on the 16th at that meeting. Um, so you can anticipate that rates will continue to rise in hopefully what is a steady fashion and not as much in the volatile ways that we've seen some of this year already. Now, when asked about geopolitical situations globally, uh, pointedly to what's happening with the war in Ukraine, uh, it's been relayed that there's basically a lot of uncertainty at this point and that there's not really much that we can comment on because the impact of that situation has really yet to be felt um, all the way, the reverberations over here as far as we are from the immediate situation. So I would say stay tuned. If you are in the position where you are seeking a refinance still, please definitely consider getting on top of that now as opposed to later. If you are in a purchase market and you're looking to make an acquisition, let's talk about getting a strategy together that works for you so you can get out of the offering phase and into the capturing one. Uh, last week's challenge was, for those of you who listen to the show, we do a weekly challenge. And the challenge is for you as the listeners to explore your options and find out more about what's available to you typically and then report back to me um, what your findings were. So it was asking you about the power of alternative financing and asking you to explore that, if, particularly for those who have run into challenges or didn't have the ability to capture and you were stuck. Um, so I heard from Ted in Santa Clara, whose partner had some credit challenge and their income was not able to be included in the application at this time, but they really needed to make an acquisition. Uh, Ted was able to 
find a property that he could actually stretch to the price that he needed in order to capture on with an alternative lending product. Previously in offer situations, he'd been limited based on his full documentation loan and they've missed out time and time and time again. And they know the credit situation with his partner was going to resolve itself uh, and the income was there for them to make the payment. So they just needed an alternate plan to capture the property. So I'm happy to report that Ted is now in contract and elated at the progress that he's making all because he thought to look for something different than he was offered at his big box bank. Um, uh, uh, likewise, I spoke with Andreas from Hayward. And Andreas, thank you for your call, Ted, as well, and Andreas uh, for your email. The scenario for Andreas was that uh, Andreas owns a property free and clear, and it, it's a, a high net worth property, but he doesn't have any current income at this time. He's just sold another property and has tremendous assets, but was looking to make another acquisition and move out of the Bay Area but didn't want to leave, have to sell the house that he's in now in order to buy the other house first. So how does he get that done? And it was alternative product to the rescue, again, that afforded him the ability to capture that other property and begin migrating his family there. And now we have the ability to get his current property in Hayward to market. So meeting all of those needs and affording him the opportunity of the plan that he wanted to have in mind and how he was going to achieve. So that's definitely the power of alternative financing. For those of you out there who feel stuck and don't have the ability to capture or are finding challenges, let's talk about a different route to the same destination. One of the hot button issues I hear about from a lot of listeners is documentation. And the documentation that comes into play on a loan. Now, first, the most important conversation is what kind of documentation do I need? for the loan that I'm targeting. And that's a very basic conversation for the most part with myself, with your loan originator, understanding what is going to have to be provided. But it's really about setting expectations. And those expectations are part of the process of becoming one with being in the process and making this growth or this change for your circumstances, whether it's an acquisition of a new property that's going to be a primary residence or a first-time investment property. So setting those expectations and then learning how to move forward to achieve those goals. And that is also something that we're going to talk about here with Jeff Willie. You have Jeff Willie on the line again. Jeff, how are you doing today? Hey, Misha, I'm doing well. How about yourself? I am doing great. Jeff, please remind all of our listeners who you are and what it is you do. I'm a licensed realtor with a senior specialist designation. Uh, my license number, uh, California, is 19 Three one four six six, and my text is uh, my cell phone number is eight three one eight 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 seven six eight five. All right, thank you very much. Now, Jeff, we, we as a senior designated specialist, setting expectations is part of what we do. But in the realm of helping our seniors get themselves together and prepare, it I think it really helps to have this the certainty of knowing what they're doing and, and that they're confident in moving forward. They're, they're taking those baby steps to get themselves into that next realm. How do you guide your clients into that process? Well, you, you know, you're right when you see, you mentioned baby steps, but, you know, a, a typical path of, you know, uh, uh, selling a home and moving into a, uh, uh, another home, whether it be in the same geographical area or different, you know, it, it starts with the dreaming and the shopping uh, mentality, and then it kind of morphs into the purchasing and designing and building, and then you're moving and you're settling in. 
So uh, I kind of look at it as a you know a seven or eight step process. Uh, it's too uh, challenging. You get over overwhelmed if you think about too many things at the same time. It's like going into the restaurant with an eight-page menu instead of a two-page menu. <clears throat> Today, I just want to talk a little bit about the dreaming and the shopping tools. Uh, last week, I was speaking with uh, an individual, uh, Todd, who he's already decided to sell uh, his home and move out of California. Uh, he has a pretty good idea of the uh, upside of what his budget uh, is. Uh, uh, and so he's kind of working on the wants and the where. All he knows for sure so far is that he does not want Florida. Uh, he wants <laughs> to be near the water. It could be an ocean. It could be the lake. Uh, either ocean's fine. So, you know, he's really, you know, in that uh, 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 dreaming and shopping stages. Uh, now, there's a few uh, sites that you and I have touched on in the past, that, uh, and there's dozens and dozens out there, but there's a few that I kind of focus with. Uh, uh, and, and if anybody, if they're driving and they you know, want to you know, uh, remember what these sites are, you can just text me or call me on my cell phone, and uh, that, that, that I can get back with you. But one place called 55places.com is probably one of the more comprehensive. Uh, you can get weekly updates directly in your email. Uh, they always have interesting uh, results, uh, the seven best beach communities for retiring, the 50 best-selling communities in 2021. But they got weekly news, and they've got trending news, and it, it's, it's kind of interesting just to kind of, you know, see what uh, they put out, which is, you know, against press releases and the such. The, mm-hmm. uh, 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 another place called bestplaces.net. Uh, they're a good site for comparing costs of living, uh, city comparisons, uh, crime rates. Uh, find your, they've got a quiz called Find Your Best Place Quiz, uh, Climate. Uh, and that's pretty comprehensive as well, which touches on a lot of subjects other than just uh, uh, housing. Uh, right, uh, more than I, just the economical wants and needs, exactly. but the, the know, life goals. You know, and, and there's one that I, I deal with called privatecommunities.net, uh, uh, you can look at whether you're more mountain communities, assisted living communities, communities with fishing, uh, green communities, luxury condos. So they've got their whole platform and their database separated by uh, uh, lifestyles. Uh, and then there's another one called after55.com that touches on, uh, again, non-housing uh, items, whether it be retirement tips, senior financing, part-time jobs, uh, the point being is that there uh, is a plethora of sites that, you know, uh, can be good tools to uh, determine, you know, some of those uh, uh, answers in your uh, shopping stage. So uh, if anybody, you know, is interested in more information, just uh, text me and I can uh, hopefully direct you to the kind of sites that will educate you. Thank you so much, Jeff. And I think it's really important to to take a look at this as a multi-step process. I mean, uh, it all of those old adages of, you know, how do you how do you eat the horse? Because this is a giant shift for a lot of people. And it can be overwhelming. And we've said it before that you, you can end up with analysis paralysis when you have so many options that you almost have to start, such as Todd did, with negating places and saying, here's what I don't want, because what I do want, I have so much opportunity to capture. 
it helps you from be, getting that analysis paralysis. You know, <laughs> right. if, if, you re, if you remember last week, we spoke about some of the uh, intangibles and emotions that come into play mm-hmm. when someone's selling a home after raising their family and being in a home for so long. And I mentioned uh, my ex-mother-in-law that it was a uh, uh, challenging four or five days. The actual move took place last weekend, and it went wonderful. The point of that mission or that story is don't try to do in four days, which took 60 days to put together. Do it over right. four weeks or five weeks, you know, and it's going to take a lot of that stress out. And and that also is probably a three to four to sometimes six month time frame of coming to the realization that that's where you are in your life. And seldom do I find that it happens overnight where someone says, that's it. I'm just going to change. I'm, I'm, we're selling the house. You know, kids come pick up your stuff. You, there's probably 20 years worth of uh, memorabilia here. You can have it or we're throwing it out by next Friday. I mean, that time frame is not as finite as, as these types of processes, but it does take time to warm up to it. But once you've had that epiphany that this is what you're doing, the reality of how long it takes before you're actually moved out of that house and moved in on your next step of your life's journey is definitely going to be um, a shorter process if you get organized. So please give Jeff a call, find out how he can bring the benefits and the uh, resources that he has to your benefit. Jeff, again, give everybody your cell phone number before you drop off here. Cell number is uh, 831-888-7685. And uh, you can either text or call me. Uh, I'm in the uh, immediate Bay Area. I'm actually down in Santa Cruz. So uh, I look forward to hearing someone if they've got some questions. Wonderful. Thanks so much for joining us, Jeff. We're going to take a brief break, and we'll be back in just a moment. You're listening to Mortgage Matters with Misha. This is Mortgage Matters with Misha with financial services expert, Misha Dimitruk. All right. Back to the documentation piece. The home lending industry is big on its documentation. Obviously, for most people who are seeking traditional full documentation loans, and even those seeking alternative documentation loans, you will at some point need to provide some documentation. And whether that's just a copy of your valid photo ID and your bank statements, it can be problematic if you're not certain what you need to provide. Bank statements do need to be complete. If you have a six-page bank statement and the page six was left blank intentionally, guess what, folks? You still have to give that sixth page. I know it seems crazy, but it's blank and you didn't keep it. Unfortunately, we still have to have it because we don't know it's blank until we've proven that it is. And everything in this industry has a check and balance. So the opportunity for you to need to maybe log in to your online banking system, download the complete statement again, or to visit a branch or contact your bank directly, whether it's online or by phone, and obtain the full document. What you provide also has to be free of any redactions and omissions. Very, very frequently in this industry, we see people who send over a bank statement and has all of the information about every single withdrawal, where the money was spent, crossed out, as if it, they don't want us to know where they spent their money. Now, I appreciate that people really like their privacy, although it does need to be free of all redactions and omissions. Um, so please know that you are dealing with professionals here. And just as much as when you show up to a doctor's office and you give all of your medical information, it has a business purpose and business purpose only. Uh, we're, we're not judging you based on where it is that you spend your money. So that information is 
secure with us and safe. So feel confident in giving those statements over. But likewise with your tax returns, oftentimes people feel very uncomfortable giving over documents that they wouldn't share with their closest friends and family. And yet this is the nature of the industry that we are in. So it is really important that you have an understanding of what needs to be provided, again, as upfront in the process as possible, so that you can begin to get comfortable sharing the actual documentation needed and that it doesn't create an issue for you down the road. Um, and sometimes you'll bring a party into a transaction and maybe a gift donor. Someone is getting a gift from great aunt Gertrude or uncle Ramon, and you'll have to explain to them that as a gift donor, they are going to be required to participate in providing documentation. Again, they, depending on the situation, they will need to sign a gift letter and may need to provide their evidence of ability to gift by way of a complete bank statement. This can again feel like an invasion of privacy because they're not party to the loan in their minds. If they are prepared to be a gift donor, it really depends on the type of loan that you have, what documentation will be needed. So having that conversation as early in the process as possible is going to help you set the right expectation and begin to deal with any feelings of uh, wanting to hold back the information. I promise again, we are only seeking to get you to your goal line and by providing what is needed quickly, will help you get there faster. I had a fantastic conversation about reverse mortgage the other day with a, a woman who had been sitting on a piece of property that she had paid in full and was very happy with the fact that her property was paid, but she's been realizing that it's two full stories and most of the sleeping space is upstairs. And she had a room downstairs that she could convert in the instance that she had trouble getting up and down the stairs, but that essentially made the entire second floor useless to her. And the time has come about for her to recognize her own limitations and look at her future. So we had a conversation about what it is that her goals were. And she was hoping to find a piece of land up in the Sierras and build for herself, you know, a, a modest, she called it a tiny home. But when we started talking about it, it wasn't exactly tiny home like many of us think about. And the ability for her to take a reverse mortgage, pull the cash from the equity in the property that she so diligently paid off and build that home using cash. Now that gives her such tremendous advantage and when it comes to making that a reality, because of course in this year is you're going to have a shorter building time frame because you're impacted by weather. So she actually has the opportunity to put her financing in place and set about building this summer, being concluded in full because she doesn't have to be held to a financing standard. She doesn't have to be going through the hoops of construction financing. And she has the ability to pay cash for her supplies for the project. And that's going to afford her the most benefit in supply chain issues that we're seeing out there right now. So the concept here is having that big asset sitting underneath you while you hang around the house or sleep at night if it's not working for you and you recognize that your life needs to be shifting, even if it's not in the immediate future that you need to have this done, but over time, please take a look at what the equity in your home can do for you and how your house that you've worked so hard for can now turn around and work for your benefit. If you have more questions about reverse mortgage, as many of you do, don't hesitate to let me know. 831-435-0385 and we'll be back after this message. It's Mortgage Matters with Misha. Once again, here's Misha Dimitruk. 
All right. Many of you have contacted me and said, Misha, I'm frustrated. I can't buy where I want. I keep running into the challenge of prices going up. And I've just resigned myself to continuing to rent where I am. But I I don't want to miss out on the appreciating market. It's more stable and more tangible than the stock market. I don't have to follow it day by day, minute by minute in order to feel confident in my investment. What do I do? And the answer is you get educated in every aspect of life. If you find yourself with a question and a desire, you have to start by understanding what are my options and how do I pursue the achievement that I'm looking for here? So many people in California and particularly in the Bay Area and these higher cost markets who don't have the flexibility of working remotely or because of family needs don't have the ability to relocate at this time. And they're resigning themselves to continuing to be long-term renters. But they have the cash flexibility to be investors. And so looking at where they would like to invest their money in order to grow and have stability. Now, for some people, it's a matter of recognizing that they want to purchase near other family who live out of state. For some people, they feel the need to be more close to the property. And so they pick somewhere in California that they could drive to, reasonably speaking. Um, Either of these options could work for you. And it's really a matter of personal preference. Uh, A lot of times people will pick properties in states that they like to visit because there are tax opportunities for them to utilize that visitation of their investment property in a tax beneficial way. So the ability for you to actually catch on to the market appreciation without it being a primary residence purchase, even if you don't own your current home now, is available in the marketplace. So if you thought you had to own a primary residence in order to make an investment property purchase, I'm here to tell you that's not the case and that there is opportunity out there for you, particularly for those who have amassed the down payment, thinking they were making that primary residence purchase here and the ability to use that same dollar amount to get you into one, if not even two properties in other countries, excuse me, other counties in California and other states in the nation. Our price point is something that when we all look at it, it all seems very normal. And that price point might seem high, but that's nothing new for this area. Around the rest of the country, our prices seem astronomical. And I dealt with a client who recently sold a property in the Bay Area and moved to the Midwest and purchased four others and a primary residence. They now are able to rent out those other properties. They are retiring, so they have social security income. And the sale of their property allowed them to purchase these four other properties that are rentals. And they now are in a college community where they're getting prolific rents on these properties. And they are living very, very comfortably in an entirely new market where they have cash flexibility and they have the ability to gain market appreciation, but also to live a really outstanding life. They started looking for properties just to buy an investment property out of state because the price point was so fantastic. And they ultimately decided that selling their current property, leaving altogether, gave them the most flexibility to get a good buy-in and they are gaining huge, again, rents, but also they've capitalized on a ton of market appreciation that they're very, very excited about. So if you are in the position where your acquisition hasn't 
come to fruition yet, but you still want to make sure that you get in on the market. Know that you have opportunity outside the state, inside the state as an investor, even if you don't own your current home yet. That doesn't mean that you won't be able to make a purchase at any point. It just means that um, we want to have a conversation with you about how to posture yourself to do either or or both. And those are available to you, even if you don't own your current home that you're living in. So please, if you have questions, if you need help with the scenario, if you are running into a challenge, even if it's with your existing lender, I oftentimes have realtors who call me and say, I was listening to your show and here's the scenario we're in. Don't hesitate to let me know how I can help. I'm here to help you get your, your job done and your goals achieved. We're going to take a break. And we'll be back in just a few. This is Mortgage Matters with Misha with financial services expert, Misha Dimitruk. All right, current homeowners property owners, investors, are you looking at the mortgage rates and you're thinking, is it too late to refinance and actually gain benefit? And I'm here to tell you that the answer is no. There is definitely still tremendous benefit. And for a lot of people, the opportunity to take a look at leveraging their current equity for a good amount of the buyers who purchased in the last year, the ability to get out of the mortgage insurance that you are paying on right now that could save you thousands of dollars a year. Now, for many people in the market who are paying on mortgage insurance, if you're earning a combined of over $109,000 for the year, you don't have the ability to utilize that mortgage insurance payment as any type of tax benefit. And so, it becomes the cost of not having 20% down that you just continue to pay. Now there is a place where you, if you have a conventional loan, your mortgage insurance is eligible for cancellation at 20% equity. Now that 20% equity is not based on where the current market is in your existing loan. That 20% equity mark is based on 20% of the original purchase price equity. And when you purchased your loan or your property and you were given your loan documents in there is something called an amortization schedule. It is the schedule of each one of your payments and where that brings you to on balance, how much you owe. So understanding what that 20% mark on a conventional loan is will help you understand when you can request cancellation of your mortgage insurance. Your mortgage insurance on a conventional loan will automatically cancel when you have achieved 22%. But for anybody in our market and anyone who's listening, don't wait and pay an additional 2% uh, percent of the equity into your home before you get that cancellation taken care of. If you have an FHA loan, the situation is definitely different. If you have given less than 10% as a down payment, you have mortgage insurance for the life of your loan, meaning the only opportunity to get rid of it is to refinance. If you have given 10% or more, or any amount more, you have mortgage insurance for a fixed 11 years. Now, in all of these circumstances, if you purchased last year, you are likely looking at the concept of taking a higher interest rate to get out of your mortgage insurance. So we want to understand what type of loan do you have and how much was your actual down payment at the time so that we can determine what's the real benefit. If you put less than 10% down on an FHA loan, you should assuredly look at refinancing now so that you can get out of that mortgage insurance or even get to a lesser mortgage insurance payment that you will eventually be able to get out of. 
Even if you're taking a higher interest rate, the benefit is likely still there, but we do need to do the math and show that there is actual benefit. If you have a conventional loan, there may not be as best a benefit as you might think by getting rid of your mortgage insurance now by taking that higher interest rate. It depends on your credit situation and what the current loan to value is. So it's not an automatic given. And for anyone out there who's saying, is she saying it might not be beneficial to refinance? The answer to that is yes, but it depends. And every situation is different. So it warrants having a conversation about what your goals are and what your plan is. I spoke with a client who had purchased last year. They assuredly had more than 20% equity now, and they were looking at refinancing. And we had a conversation about what's their goal with this property? Are they planning to stay forever? And they said, oh, no, we, we don't plan to stay for another two years. And I said, okay, well, then let's talk about the benefit because there's cost associated with the refinance that even if you're not paying out of pocket, you want to be conscientious of. You want to make sure the financing that you shifts that you take have a benefit that outlasts your time at that property. Otherwise, it might not be beneficial to make a financing shift now. Uh, so again, if you are looking at refinancing, if you are adjusting out of mortgage insurance or you have the opportunity to do so, definitely have a conversation and look at the actual numbers because the proof is in the figures. It is math, not magic, that will tell you whether or not this is the best benefit and the best time for you to make that type of move. For those of you who have high interest debt, uh, big credit card bills, uh, maybe you've even taken a second mortgage or a home equity line of credit to do some improvements at the property. Those typically are adjustable rate loans. And as we see the interest rates rise, those adjustable rates will continue to be in flux. If you want to lock down your housing expense, if you want to make certain that going forward, you have the ability to understand what your payment will be so you can budget accordingly, looking at a refinance now into one fixed rate financing loan could definitely bring you benefit as far as stabilizing your housing payment, and avoiding higher interest rate hikes down the road for those secondary financing, such as a home equity line of credit or a second mortgage. So if any of those things have come into play for you, or if you're in the position where you've amassed high interest debt, your credit cards balances need to come down, but you're not making headway on them, and you've taken on a tremendous amount of other expenses, and you now need to minimize that monthly obligation or if those housing projects that you wanted to work on, uh, the improvements, the upgrades, if now that lumber prices are somewhat more stabilized or supply chain issues might not be as big of an issue, you have the benefit to bring the cash about that will get those projects done. So plenty of opportunity there, plenty of ability. And then there's the other faction of people. And I think they get far fewer comments and, and less information said about them but there's a good portion of the population that own their houses free and clear. And what do you have to be able to do with that equity if it's all tied up in your house? Now, it's great to have a house that's owned free and clear, but for a lot of people in the Bay Area, if that's the case, they have a million dollars sitting on underneath their mattress at night. And it might not be in the mattress, but it's in the foundation of their home. If they have a property that is owned free and clear, it doesn't mean that they don't have any ability. There are a wide array of products to be able to help you extract some of that equity in the form of cash, make that investment, 
um, help children and grandchildren pay off any of their expenses for college and education. Now, I'm, I'm sort of buffering that rendition for some people because they're seeing their student loans being paid off. Um, but there is a lot of opportunity to be able to be made with the equity that we have in our homes. And whether or not you're using yours to your best ability and your smartest opportunity really warrants a conversation and a, and a second look, even if you looked at this in the last year or the last two years. So please give us a call. Let us know here at Essex Mortgage how we can help you come to the best determination about your real estate financing needs. And we will give you a roadmap of how to achieve them. Now, we're going to take a break here in a moment, and we're going to come back with today's challenge. I know you're all excited about it. So we'll be back in just a moment. This is Mortgage Matters with Misha. It's Mortgage Matters with Misha. Once again, here's Misha Dimitruk. All right. Favorite part of the show here, ladies and gentlemen, top of the hour. And this week's challenge is about avoiding credit score stagnance. This is a very hot button issue for a lot of people out there. And a lot of people across all income lines, across all levels of opportunity and credit worthiness, people are always asking me, how come my credit score isn't amazing? And that's for people who are just getting started in the credit world. And for people who even say to me, I don't use a ton of credit because I can afford to pay cash for the things in my life. But why isn't my score getting any better? It's been the same for years and years and years. Now, here's what I can tell you is that the best credit scores are achieved when you have at least three open and active, they're called trade lines, at least three open and active accounts. And the variety of your credit also matters. So if you only have credit cards, you might not be exercising your credit muscle in a way that's going to allow you to get to that higher end score. If you have diverse types of credit, you have an auto loan, you have a student loan, you have a credit card, you have maybe a mortgage, maybe you have a recreational vehicle, maybe you have an installment loan. Having different varieties of credit that have been extended to you definitely helps. Something else to take into consideration is that your, your score is a numeric depiction of your understanding, borrow and then repay. Now, when you open a new account, I hear a lot of people say, my credit score went way down after I opened my new account. And I relay to them, that's because you have only shown a portion of what is necessary to get the benefit of this new account. You've shown you can borrow, but now you need to make at least six months of on-time payments. That means effectively seven months after you open a new credit account, you will begin to see the benefit of that new account within your credit score because you've now displayed at least six months of borrow and repay on time. So for those of you who sometimes take out new credit and exercise that muscle, but then pay off before that sixth month is made, and they're wondering why you never see the benefit of that new account, it's because you haven't achieved the milestone of the sixth month of on-time payment. Additionally, balance management is something that's going to really help or hurt your credit score. In every account balance that's available to you, you want to act as if your limit is 50% of what's actually available to you. And I tell people, don't spend more than 49% of what's available to you, if you can avoid it, on any one credit card. Now, that means if you have a $5,000 limit on a credit card, you treat four 
$2,499 as your limit, because when you hit that 50% mark, your credit score falls off a little cliff. Now, for some people, they say, well, I pay it off every month. But if every month you have a $5,000 limit and every month you run all the way up to $4,999, then what you need to do in order to keep that score in a good place is to look at paying it down in chunks so that your score on an average daily basis is never, or your balance rather, on an average daily basis is never more than that 49%. The day that your credit information is reported to the bureaus is a mystery. It doesn't happen when your statement cycles, which is what all of us would think, right? That on the day that my statement cycles, if I paid it in full and there's a zero balance, that that's what the bureaus should get. But that's not how it works. And in my 26 years in this industry, I have not been able to find out exactly what date any institution actually reports to the bureaus. And it can be different regionally, by state, by different type of debt. So it is a constant moving target and you knowing the rules of the game are going to help you get to that better score position. So um, those are the, my tips when it comes to credit. And for those of you who are looking at how to improve on your credit scores, those are the best tips. Keeping your balances lower than 49%, keeping three open and active trade lines, and always knowing that your payment is made on time. This has been Mortgage Matters with Misha. This show will re-air tomorrow and again on Sunday at 3 o'clock if you missed any of it. 831-435-0385. Be well and stay safe, Bay Area. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.